Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. James chapter 2, the Bible tells us from verse 14. They say, what does it profit, my brethren, if someone say, if someone say he has faith, but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or a sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say to him, depart in peace, be warm and filled, but do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Does also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, I have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your work and I will show you my faith by my work. You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without work is dead? Faith is not just a confession. It requires action. Number two, faith is not just you agreeing with God. Faith is not just you agreeing with God. Faith is you agreeing with God and doing something about that agreement. Number three, faith is not just some baseless, it's not baseless or irrational. You don't just say, I believe something just for the sake of it. You don't just say, I believe something because you want to agree with the pastor or you want to look like a super Christian. No, faith is not baseless. Faith is not irrational. Faith is also not a passive irresponsibility. In other words, you say, oh, God will do it. Then you are not doing anything. Faith is not just you sitting down and expecting the heavens to open a manner to fall upon you. That is not faith. Faith requires action. The Bible said that we are co-laborers with God. First Corinthians chapter 3 verse 9. It said we are co-laborers with God. We are God's field. We are God's building. We are cooperating with the almighty God. God has his own responsibility. You have your own responsibility. God will not do your own for you. And you certainly cannot do God's part. But you must understand the element of faith. Faith is not passive irresponsibility. If faith is not passive irresponsibility, if faith is not irrational, if faith is not just agreement or confession, then the question is, what is faith? The basic definition of faith, faith is confidence or trust in something or someone. So when people talk about faith, they are talking about their confidence in an individual or their confidence in a particular process or their confidence in a particular institution. When I say I trust somebody or I trust something, it elicits a reaction out of me. It elicits a response out of me. Confidence or trust in someone always generates a response. It produces an action. And that is why if the bank trusts you, if the bank has confidence in you, what do they do? They give you a loan. So if an individual say, I have faith and it's not doing anything, there are two possibilities. It's either you don't have faith or you have faith in the wrong thing. So when you say you have faith, you are talking about the confidence that you have in something that generates or elicits a particular kind of reaction from you. Confidence that results in an action. That is what is referred to as living faith. So when we say living faith, what are we talking about? Before we go into what living faith is all about, I want you to first of all understand how the Bible defines faith. 
In Hebrews 11, reading from verse 1, many of us who have been in church probably at one point in time would have heard this verse. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Verse number 6, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Two things I want to point out before I begin to talk about the definition of faith. The first thing you want to see is that, number one, faith is a tangible substance. The Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is a tangible something. It is something that you can hold. Faith is something that you can hold. Faith, it means that there is an action. There's something that is tangible about faith. The other person may not see, but there's something that you see that makes it real to you. Number two, the faith is not only tangible. Faith is the proof of reality. That means that you can see this thing is possible. Faith gives you the knowledge of a future reality. Because you are able to see what is possible. You are able to see what God can do. You are able to see what God can achieve through the work of your hand. So faith is the knowledge of a future reality. Not only that, faith is the assurance of a promised future. And then faith also is declaring and engaging the future today. What do I mean by that? In other words, God has told you what is about to come. God has told you what he's going to do in your life. What do you begin to do? You start declaring it that God says I am rich. God says I am healed. God says that I am delivered. God says he has taken away my sin. God says he's going to take me to be with him in heaven. That is declaring the future. What has not happened, you are declaring it today. And as a result of you declaring it today, you are beginning to engage in that process. Because I'm a child of God, I don't live anyhow. I live like a child of God. Because the Lord says I am healed. I don't walk about telling everybody that I'm sick. I start behaving as if I am already healed. Because the Lord says that I'm rich. I don't begin to profess poverty over my life. I begin to profess the word of God upon my life. Faith is declaring and engaging the future today. It is saying, this is what God said is going to do for me. I begin to claim it now. So when people begin to talk about claiming, you are talking about, you are calling those things which are not already, you are calling them into your life. That is declaring the future. When you begin to declare that, you begin to act like it, you are now engaging that future today. And as you begin to engage it, it begins to materialize. That is what faith is all about. Faith is declaring and engaging the future. That's how the Bible defines faith. So when we are talking about living faith, what are we talking about? A faith that is living is a faith that is actionable. Something that you can put to work. If I say I believe my sister, then I show by the way I act, by the things that I say, by the things that I do. I show it. Living faith is an actionable faith. Living faith is a demonstrable faith. In other words, you demonstrate it. I love you, you will begin to demonstrate it. I trust God to provide for me, I behave like that. I trust God to heal me, I behave like that. It's a demonstrable faith. Not only that, a living faith is a fruitful faith. It's a faith that has results. You can see it in the life of the individual, that the life of this individual is demonstrating the faith that they profess. Not only that, the living faith is an engaging faith. Did anyone I caught that revelation of that particular Matthew chapter 6, verse 33? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything shall be added unto you. He said, Seek. There has to be that level of engagement. Because if you don't look for it, you won't find it. As much as God wants to save everybody, the Bible said that God does not want the death of any sinner, but that all should come 
to repentance. But is everybody going to be saved? No. Only the people that take the steps to fulfill what it takes to be saved become saved. So, living faith is an engaging faith. You take the word of God and you engage that word of God. Say, this is your word, Father. There is a requirement for every word of God, for every covenant of God, for every promise of God. There is a requirement. You look for that requirement, begin to do the requirement, and then you see faith come alive. So, living faith is an engaging faith. But not only that, living faith is also an enduring faith. In other words, it's not a faith that gives up. It's not a faith that is easily discouraged. The fact that you do not see the result today does not mean that God will not do it. The fact that God has not answered your prayer yesterday does not mean that he will not do it tomorrow. The fact that you are not seeing the result of what you are waiting for does not mean that God has completely given up on you. It's an enduring faith. Living faith is an enduring faith. It's engaging and enduring. Let's give you an example. Luke chapter 8. Bible tells a story of a woman with an issue of blood. Many of us have heard that story before. Bible tells us that Jesus was on his way to the house of Jairus and the daughter was dying. And Jesus, as Jesus was going, there's this woman that said, okay, I've had the issue of blood. People were pressing. And then the Bible says that this, this woman said in her heart, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. Then let's pick up the story from verse number 43. The Bible says, and a woman having an issue of blood, 12 years, which has spent all her living upon physician, neither could be healed of any came behind him and touched the border of his garment. And immediately the flow of her blood stopped. Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied, Peter and, the, and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude turned thee and pressed thee. And thou sayest, who touched me? Jesus said, somebody has touched me, for I perceive virtue is gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not he, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. Jesus said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith had made thee whole. Go in peace. Now I want you to look at this particular verse of scripture. The first thing you will see about this woman's faith is the woman's confidence that if she is only able to touch the hem of the garment of our Lord Jesus Christ, Whatever problem she has is gone. Jesus has not said anything to her. She has heard the reputation of her Lord Jesus Christ. She has seen what Jesus has done. And she had the confidence that if she can only come close to Jesus and just touch the hem of the garment of our Lord Jesus Christ, that whatever is going on in her body will be gone. So that's the first thing you see. That the woman had faith. The woman had confidence. The woman trust God's ability to be able to heal her. And that's what tells you that. And because she believed that God is able to do it, she took an action. I want you to understand. That is the point I'm trying to get to you. Get you to understand. It is not enough for you to believe that God can do something for you. It is for you to now take the next step and do something about that faith. This woman believed that by touching the hem of the garment of our Lord Jesus Christ, that her sickness would be taken away. She did not sit down there and just imagine it. She did not sit down there and just daydream about it. She didn't just sit there, well, if God wants to heal me, he will heal me. But the Bible said that she believed in her heart that all she needed to do was just to stretch out her hand. And the Bible said that she acted upon that particular faith. Which means the faith, the nature of living faith, is that it's an actionable faith. It's a faith that requires you to do something. Number two, it's a faith that requires you to demonstrate that you believe what you are just thinking or what you are saying. Number three, it's a faith that requires you to take a risk. 
Because the woman doesn't know. If I touch the hem of the garment, what will happen? When the Lord God Almighty spoke unto Moses, He said, Moses, the Pharaoh and his armies are behind you. The mountains are on your right or your left. In front of you is the Red Sea. What I want you to do now is to stretch forth your rod and the Red Sea will part and I want you to go forward. If Moses did not have confidence in the Almighty God, he's not going anywhere. But the point we're making is that the living faith is a faith that takes risk. Living faith is a faith that takes risk because you are not sure. There's no guarantee. You don't see anything physical that tells you, if you do this, this is what will happen. But you are believing that the person who has given you the instruction, the word of God that you have heard, that word is solid enough to come true for you. Not only that, living faith is opposition defying faith. It's a faith that silences the voice of the enemy. Because whether you like it or not, the voice of the devil will speak. The voice of your own flesh will speak. It will tell you that what you're about to do or the step you're about to take is a stupid step. But at one point in time, you will have to say, okay, I know that this does not make sense. I know that this may not get the result, but I'm willing to go forward. The point we're making is that living faith is an opposition-defying faith. It's a faith that challenges the opposition. Is a faith that silences the opposition. Is a faith that tells the opposition, yes, I know you exist, but I'm still going to go ahead. Living faith is also a result-producing faith. It's not a faith that just sits down there. You see the result of that particular faith. You will notice that this particular woman that we started with, that woman with the issue of blood, she did not just believe and keep quiet. She did not just believe and stand still. She did not just believe and remain inactive. Her faith moved her into action. Her faith produced a response in her. And that is what living faith is all about. It's about engagement. It's about activity. It's about you getting involved in the things of God. You cannot be saved except you repent. That is activity. You cannot be healed unless you ask God for it, unless you believe the Almighty God. There has to be a living faith in operation. It is faith that moves us into action. It is faith that forces us to act. It is living faith that forces us to say, I am not going to stand still. And throughout all the scriptures, you will see examples of people who have exercised living faith. Matthew chapter 15 verse 21, the Bible talks about a Canaanite woman who came and exercised faith. Bible tells us in the book of Luke chapter 7 verse 1 how the centurion, the Roman centurion, told the Lord, say, just speak the word and my servant will be healed. And if you go through the book of Hebrews chapter 11, you will see the whole list of people who have gone through the faith. And you will see the examples of those particular people all written in scripture. The question that I have for you is this. Why is it that living faith always requires action? Why does the living faith the faith that is living, the faith that is alive, the faith that is active, why does it require action? Number one, faith that is living. Living faith requires action because it demonstrates your confidence in the Almighty God. Your faith is living and it requires your action because your action is what demonstrates that you have confidence in the Almighty God. So, faith, living faith requires action because it demonstrates your confidence in the word of the Almighty God. Number two, living faith requires action because it challenges God's faithfulness. The Bible says, heaven and earth will pass away, but a jot of his word will not go unfulfilled. How do you test that word? By doing exactly what the Bible says that you should do and then finding out whether God is faithful to his word or not. 
And the Bible says God is not a man that he should lie or the son of man that he should repent. Whatever he has said he will do, he will do. Living faith requires action because it challenges God's faithfulness. He said, you said it. So come and do it because I've done my part. Number three, living faith requires action because it commits God into action. Because if God refused to act, God now becomes a liar. And we know that God is not a liar. The Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. Now if you say, Lord, this is the last card that I have. I have a bill at home. I have all these things that are due. I am taking it and I'm using I'm bringing this on the basis of your word. Your word says, give and it shall be given unto me. I am giving now. Fulfill your word. You are now committed the integrity of the almighty God to act. Because he's the one who said it. And you are opening his book. And you are reading his word back unto him. You are saying, this is what you said. Here is what I've given. Okay, I'm waiting. So, living faith requires action because living faith commits God to act. Number four, the living faith requires action because living faith provokes God's response. God looks at it. The Bible says that when Abraham sacrificed Isaac on that particular mountain, the Lord looked at him and said, no, this guy have done so much. The Bible says he could not swear by anything higher than he swore by himself. He said, in blessing, I will bless you. In other words, he provoked a response. Because of what Abraham did, God looked at Abraham and said, if you have done this, you cannot outgive me. You cannot outdo me. I will do better. I will do much more for you. He said, in blessing, I will bless you. He said, your children shall be a blessing. Anybody who bless you shall be blessed. And the Lord began to rain blessings upon him. Why? Because Abraham took the action of faith. And because he took the action of faith, it provoked the response from heaven. If you don't take the action, you do not demonstrate that you believe and that you have confidence in the work of God. And then finally, living faith requires action because it just pisses off the devil. Because the guy wants to frustrate you. The guy doesn't want you to move forward. When you are sick and you keep praising God, when you are supposed to be depressed, that's when you come up and you say, Lord, I thank you. It's not because you are not feeling the pain. It's not because you are oblivious to the situation around you. It's not because you are living in la-la land, but because you are saying that I believe what the Lord, the report of the Almighty God concerning my life. So when you do the action of faith, when you profess the word of faith, when you act with the Almighty God, when you take this word and you live upon it and you engage that particular word, you frustrate the devil and the devil says, just leave this one alone. That is why the action of faith is very, very important. And the question is, how do you develop that kind of a faith? It's not meant for just some special group of people. It's meant for everybody. How do you develop that kind of a faith? My brothers and sisters, you develop that by faith, by immersing yourself in the word of God. You immerse yourself in the word of God. The Bible tells us in Romans 10 verse 17, it says, so faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. You see, my brothers and sisters, our faith, it feeds and it grows on the revelation that comes by hearing the word of God. When you receive a revelation of the word of God, when the Lord opens your eyes to the truth of his word, faith is built up inside of you. I don't know whether you have ever experienced this, but there are times when you come out from a prayer vigil, you spend time in the presence of the almighty God, you appear as if you are invisible. 
that there's nothing you cannot do. It's like you can lay hands on the sick and they'll get out immediately. It's like the heavens will open and money will start falling down because you have prayed up so much and you have received a touch and a partition of heaven. So you develop a living faith, number one, by immersing yourself in the word of God. Immersing yourself in the word of God. Faith feeds and grows by revelation which comes by hearing the word of God. And that's why, like I said, the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, it says faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. And so, my brothers and sisters, developing living faith requires what? Requires you to immerse yourself in the word of God. Number two, it is not enough for you to immerse yourself in the word of God. You have to receive that word as it's for you. There are people who read the word of God and say, I wish sister so-so-so is here. I wish brother so-so-so is here. Ah, I wish my husband is here today to come and hear this thing. Oh, I wish my wife is here today to come and hear this thing. That is what they are saying. They are saying the word has come. I appreciate the word. The word is good. But it's actually for that particular guy. And if you behave like that, you can never get the fruit of the word of God. For you to develop a living faith, for you to develop an actionable faith, for you to develop a faith that produces results, you have to receive the word of God. And not only that, you have to believe the word of God that you receive. He said, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God, for he that comes to God must believe that he is and is the rewarder of them who diligently see him. You have to believe the word of God. And not only that, you have to engage that word. What does it mean to engage? It means that you take the word of God. You look at what that word requires for it to be fulfilled and you do it. You engage that particular word. You participate in the process of making that thing to come alive in your life. And then not only that, you now act upon that particular word. The Bible says, besides all this, giving all this diligence, add to your faith, virtue, and to virtue, knowledge. There has to be an addition. There has to be an acting. There has to be an involvement in the process. And please understand, living faith that secures God's blessings is not an instant faith. It's not something that happens overnight. I remember when we were about to start the, you know, the church arm of the ministry, I was afraid to even go and get a building that was worth over $1,000. I was so scared. Because in my calculation, my faith was not on that $1,000 level at that time. Many of us, if I tell you how much it takes to keep this place open, you wonder. But that's a story for another day. The point I'm making is that it is not an instant faith. It grows. Living faith is not something that is instant. You don't flip a switch and then you become, all of a sudden you become a super giant in faith. Living faith is not a lazy faith. Living faith is not a lazy faith. You don't sit down and expect to put your life on cruise control and expect that God will do everything. No. Like I said and I keep saying, God has his responsibility. You have your responsibility. If you don't do your part, God will not do anything. And that is why he said, whatever you lay your hands upon shall prosper. Everywhere the sole of your feet shall tread upon, that I will give to you. You don't tread on anything, you don't get nothing. You don't lay hands on anything, you don't get nothing. It is not a cause. It's just a statement of fact. That's the way it is. So people who miss the blessings of God, it's not because God has favorite. No, it's because you are not walking your faith. So living faith is not, no, it's not an instant faith. Number two is not a lazy faith. Number three is not a baseless faith. Number four is not a costless faith. It's a faith that costs you something. It costs you fasting. It costs you prayer. It costs you sacrifice. It costs you commitment. 
it costs you a lot of things that ordinarily be ordinarily most people don't want to pay. This thing is expensive. Salvation is free. Jesus had to die. That's the price they paid for salvation. It's free for you, but it costs somebody else. Somebody else. Even in the church, there's no free lunch. Even in the kingdom of heaven, there is no free lunch. Living faith is not a costless faith. If your faith does not cost you anything, it's not going to take you anywhere. I can bet you that. I can guarantee you. A faith that costs you nothing is a faith that is not going to take you anywhere. But living faith takes time to develop. Living faith takes time to mature. Living faith takes time to grow. Living faith is a patient faith. Living faith is a tested faith. Because when you say you believe in God, somebody's going to test you. You believe that God says, by his stripes I am healed. And then you pray. If somebody anoints you with oil. You believe that you are healed. As soon as you step out, the devil says, hey, you think that's as easy like that? Eh? Pastor will just pray and you just get healed like that. What about that pain that you are feeling in your wrist? Hmm? All the medication they told you, if you don't take it three times a day, you know what will happen. Faith that produces results is a faith that is tested. Because the devil will whine in your ear. You are the one who will make up your mind and say, okay, devil, you can say whatever you want to say. I am no longer listening. I'm no longer listening. Because that's the only way you can proceed. The living faith is a faith that is tested. Not only that, a faith that is hopeful. You don't get discouraged. The fact that you don't get the result doesn't mean that God will not do it. The fact that you don't get it by 10 o'clock doesn't mean that by 12, something will not happen. If God says, I am going to bless you today, you know there's 24 hours. 11.59 is still that same day. He will still do it. So the point we are making is that living faith is a faith that is a hopeful faith. It is also an active faith. It's an active faith that requires your involvement. The question then is, who is the man, who is the woman? that can possess this faith? Who can develop this active living faith in their own life? Number one is the person who is committed to the word of God. Deep in the word of God. Like I said earlier, the word of God is what feeds your faith. Because until you know what God has in store for you, you cannot believe it. If you don't believe it, you cannot receive it. A person who will develop a living faith is a person that is deep in the word of God. Number two, the man or the woman who can develop a living faith is the one that is open to the spirit of God. Because the spirit of God is what gives you the revelation. If you are not able to understand the word of God, you will not be able to receive what God has in store for you. Not only that, a person who will develop the living faith is a person that is quick to believe the word of God. The man who will develop the living faith is the man that is quick to believe. Is also the man that is quick to act upon it. Because one thing you must understand is this. There is a time and there is a season in the operations of the Almighty God. Okay? There is a time and there is a season. It's a call upon me in the appointed time. When that window closes, by the mercy of God it might be opened again, but that opportunity is gone. There are times when the Lord ministers something into your heart. It comes very strong. It comes very instant. It's like God wants you to do something immediately. If you don't act upon it immediately and that season goes, sorry, you have just lost an opportunity to be blessed. So the man who develops a living faith is a man who is quick to believe and ready and instant to act. And not only that, is a person that is willing to wait. Wait for the promise of God. Wait for the action of the Almighty God. 
Wait for the manifestation of those things that he has prayed for. The question this morning is that, are you that kind of a person? Am I that kind of a person? Are we the kind of people who are willing to wait patiently? Who are ready to take action when the word of God is spoken? Who are ready to believe the word of God when we hear it? Who is ready, who is open to what the spirit of God, the revelation of God for our life? And who is ready to be deep in the word of God? Are we such people? Because only such people can develop a faith that is living and that is conquering. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.